Hello there. Welcome to Goop Tales. Since you're already on your phone or your device, I have a quick favor to ask. If you love listening to Goop Tales and you haven't done so yet, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Just visit gooptales.com forward slash review and you will automatically be redirected to our podcasts page on Apple Podcasts. And a one star means you don't really like us. So probably don't listen then. And a five-star means you love us and we love you and we love the five-star reviews. Make sure and hit subscribe when you're there and you will never miss a goop tale. In the last episode of Goop Tales, we met Impatienta, a very particular little goop girl who hates to wait around. She's very impatient. But while waiting for her friend Neverlisten in a treehouse, Impatienta got so impatient that she ended up falling right through the floorboards and landing in Bern, Switzerland. There, she met Kronos, the personification of time, at the Zeitglock. And he helped her out when she was in trouble because a group of bears from the Zeitglock were after her. During this episode, Impatienta finally understood the importance of time, and she couldn't wait to get back to Goop World to tell Neverlisten all about her experience in Switzerland. But he was in Isla, Scotland. Stick around to find out what he's doing there and how he's planning to get back home. Goop Tales, episode 89, Never Listen, and the Island of Isla. Young Never Listen was lion-hearted and gallant, but when it came to being brave, he had a particular talent. There was almost nothing that gave him a fright. He considered himself a very brave knight. But when others spoke, he could tune out and not hear a thing, not even a shout. Welcome to Goop Tales. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the founder and creator of Goop Tales. I created Goop Tales as a way to engage your imagination and your mind and all your other senses while not being on the screen. It's a way to experience education and entertainment completely apart from the screen. If you have a curious mind and you wanna discover new cultures, learn interesting facts about different countries and fascinating animals, keep on listening. Today's story was inspired by Finley. Finley sent in the name Neverlisten, and this is what he wrote. He said, Neverlisten never listens. If his mother says, don't touch that lamp, he never listens and he breaks the lamp. He goes to Isla in Scotland. He wears a long sleeve shirt, raincoat, boots, and a kilt. 
He wears a hat that covers his ears and has a fox on it. Think trapper hat. He carries a sword just in case he finds himself in trouble because he never listens. Well, thank you, Finley. I love all of that description. And it really helped me to create this full version of Never Listen and use a lot of your details in today's story. Thank you for being so detailed and giving me such a great idea. And I hope you don't mind that I took a few creative liberties with your ideas, but they definitely inspired the story. To see our drawing for the goops and for Never Listen and all of the photos that go with this story, as well as the cover art, just visit gooptales.com forward slash episode 8989. If you've already sent a goop idea for a story, have written a review like Finley did, or simply sent us an email, listen to the end of this story to see if you receive a shout out. Chapter One Once Upon a Time there was a dashing and spirited young goop named Neverlisten. Neverlisten lived in a fantasy world of his own making. His room was littered with knights and castles and bears and foxes. These were toys, of course, but Neverlisten brought them all to life with his vivid imagination. He would put on his little black and red kilt, and his tall green wellies, and strap a small sword to his side. Then he would put on his little fox hat that curled around his head. When he did this, he felt like a warrior that could conquer anything. Neverlisten would build a castle with the numerous pillows from his bed, and then use a blanket to create a moat around it. Then he would line up his little toy knights outside of the moat and place the bears and foxes in an imaginary forest on the back side of the moat. Inside the castle, he would place gold coins. And finally, he placed a large piece of cardboard in front of the pillows that was the drawbridge that could be lowered over the moat. Once the stage was set, Neverlisten would select some dramatic warrior music and play it very loudly in his bedroom while he enacted his adventure. It was at this point that his mother would call out, Neverlisten, you must turn that music down and wait for a response. The music would carry on. Never listen, please, she would call. Never listen was busy fighting off bears and foxes in the woods behind the castle as he made his way around the drawbridge. Never listen, rang out his mother's voice again. The music continued on. Never listen was busy knocking over bears and foxes with his small sword and couldn't hear his mother's voice. 
Just as he was about to approach the drawbridge area, there was a pause in his music. Complete silence. And in that silence, he heard his mother's footsteps coming up the stairs. But Never Listen was so deep into his imagination that his mother's footsteps sounded like a small army that was coming for his knights. He quickly picked up his knights and lined them all up, ready for battle. There was silence for a moment, and then, without warning, his bedroom door came flying open. Never listen, said his mother in a low but fierce voice. Finally, never listen, popped out of his reverie and looked up to see his mother staring down at him. His mother was almost always charmed by Never Listen's imagination. And as she looked around his room and took in the scene, she knew exactly what he was doing, and she smiled. She loved that he built castles and moats and chased bears and foxes. It was very difficult for her to stay mad for very long. She smiled again, shook her head, and left the room. This sort of scenario happened very often with Never Listen. It wasn't that he was being rude or didn't want to listen, but he was so caught up in his own imagination that he didn't hear a word others said. Never Listen was good friends with the twins Copycata and Mimic Fina. Copycata and Mimic Fina loved to copy and mimic just about everything and everyone they saw and heard. When they went on adventures with Never Listen, they were fantastic when it came to mimicking the noises of foxes and bears. The three of them loved to go to the woods and play their own version of hide and seek. Let's meet at sunset tomorrow on the north side of the woods and we can play hide and seek. I will be the bear and Mimic Fina will be the fox. You have to find us, Never Listen, said Copycata on a summer day. Never Listen was waving his sword about and said, that sounds wonderful. Let's do it. See you then. And then he turned and swashbuckled his way home. Do you think he heard all that? Asked Mimic Fina. He does love playing in the woods, so I think he'll be there, said Copycata. The twins headed home, practicing their fox and bear noises. The next day, Never Listen eagerly looked forward to sunset and seeing the twins. He put on his little kilt, his fox hat, and his green wellies and set off for the woods. As Never Listen walked towards the woods, he came to a fork in the road, one path leading to the south side and the other to the north. Never Listen took the path to the south side of the woods. He arrived exactly at sunset when there was a golden hue in the air. 
he set foot into the woods and called out, Hello? There was no answer. Instead, Neverlisten was met with complete silence. He was about to call out hello again when he heard a twig snap. I hear you too, he laughed and took a step deeper into the woods. Neverlisten stood still again and listened intently, a rare event for him. Then he heard another twig snap. So he took one more step forward onto some leaves in front of him and he fell right through into an endless dark hole. Chapter Two Never Listen felt himself falling. Everything was dark, so there was nothing to see, but he was falling into a seemingly endless pit. If he thought too much about it, he was terrified, but if he stopped thinking, he was thrilled. This was the ride of a lifetime, and he was going to take it. Down and down he fell. I wonder if I'll ever land, he said out loud, but there was no one to hear him. He continued to fall until finally he landed with a kerplunk. His hands touched the ground beneath him. It was damp and soft. Neverlisten straightened himself out and stood up to take a look around. He was standing on a green island surrounded by deep blue waters. Jutting from the northern waters was an enormous rectangle-shaped rock that stood tall and straight. It immediately caught Neverlisten's eye. There was something about the dramatic rock that conjured up adventure. Neverlisten grasped his little sword and then reached to his head and felt his fox hat, Madra Rua. He loved Madra Rua dearly. It was a family heirloom that had been passed down from his great, great, great grandfather. He always wondered about its origin. All he knew was that the hat was named Madra Rua, which meant fox in Gaelic. After Neverlisten was sure that all was in place, he set off towards the large rock, singing a song he made up to keep himself company. I'm never alone, I'm never alone. All I must do is follow the path I'm shown. Where it will take me is unknown. But still, I am never alone. He gently reached up and touched Madra Rua as he sang. Once he was finished singing, Neverlisten walked on in silence. After some time, he heard a voice say, You aren't alone. I'm with you. Neverlisten whipped his head up towards the sky in search of the voice, which seemed to be coming from above. There was nothing but blue skies. Hmm, I must be hearing things, he sighed. You're hearing me, said the voice. 
Neverlisten began to grow concerned, and he held up his little sword and swashed it around. On guard, he called. To whom are you speaking? said the voice. You, you, where are you? I'm on your head. It's Madra Rua. Neverlisten gasped. <gasps> Was Madra Rua speaking to him? He reached up to his head and pulled off Madra Rua and stared into his eyes. Madra Rua stared right back. You can speak? asked an astonished Never Listen. I can now, said Madra Rua. Never Listen smiled a smile that took up his entire face. He had never been so glad for company. It must be the power of the island. Of Isla, said Madra Rua. Isla? asked Neverlisten. Yes, it is a Scottish island, and that is where we are. Neverlisten was astonished, and for the first time in his life, he listened intently to everything that was being said. How, how do you know this? he asked. I don't know. I just know. It's very strange. My senses have come alive now. Now that we're in Isla, I can't explain it. But I think you will need me, said Madra Rua. I'm, I'm going to put you back on my head and we can explore together. You can keep a watch out from up there, said Neverlisten, as he placed Madra Rua atop his head. Madra Rua curled up into position and kept his eyes wide open. The two of them carried on, walking towards the large rock protruding from the water. After some time in silence, Madra Rua spoke up. The rock, it's soldier's rock. Soldier's rock? Said Never Listen. Yes, soldier's rock. It protects Isla from intruders that arrive from the sea. Neverlisten was listening intently again. This all sounded so dramatic and unbelievable. He felt for his tiny sword, wondering if he would encounter a battle. How do you know this? asked Neverlisten. I don't know. It must be from my ancestors, answered Madra Rua. I can feel their energy now. Now that I'm awake, he continued, I'm Feeling something, something isn't right, he said ominously. What? What is it? Asked Neverlisten as he gripped his sword. I, I don't know. I don't know. But something doesn't feel right. Neverlisten kept walking into some nearby trees when Madra Rua whispered, Stop! But Neverlisten didn't hear him anymore. He was too involved in the dramatic scene he had built up in his head. He kept on walking, and then, without warning, a rope tightened around his foot and pulled him high into the air, dangling him from a tree. Madra Rua fell off Neverlisten's head onto the ground far below and disappeared into the leaves. Chapter 3 
everything happened in a flash. And within seconds, Never Listen was hanging upside down by one foot. The moment he realized what had happened, he reached for his head and felt for Madra Rua, who wasn't there. Never Listen started to swing about and contort himself, trying to see the ground below. He turned and twisted and swung. No matter where he looked, he couldn't see Madra Rua. Never Listen was by nature a very brave goop. He didn't scare easily because he tended to see difficult situations as adventures. So when his heart started to beat a little faster, he reminded himself of this. I'm brave. This is a very big adventure I'm on right now. And I will find a way out, he thought to himself. His heartbeat immediately began to slow down and return to normal. As soon as it did, an idea popped into his head. He felt for his little sword, and it was still there, tucked into his kilt belt. Never Listen pulled it out and reached up towards the rope, holding him with his sword. All he had to do was cut the rope, and he would descend to the ground below. Never Listen took another look down at the ground. It looked far, but he knew he could handle the drop. It might not be comfortable, but it was the only thing he could think to do. He needed to do this. Whoever set the trap would come and check it sooner or later, and then it would be too late. Twisting himself, Never Listen reached up towards the rope and began to work away. Back and forth he went with his sword against the rope, taking breaks every so often. It was exhausting, but he kept at it. As he was taking a break, he heard a strange sound come from the distance. He stilled himself and listened. It almost sounded like dogs barking, but it wasn't. There was something distinctly different about this sound. I know this sound, thought Never Listen, as he listened quietly. Never Listen had never listened to anything or anyone as intently as he did this sound. There was something about it that drew him in. He knew it was an animal, and it was more than one. He felt like there was a message in the sound. He got even more still and listened with his whole body. He felt the sounds vibrate through him. He took them in, and then he whispered, Madra Rua? The moment he said that, there was one distinct sound that came from afar, and then it came again. It's Madra Rua and some other foxes, thought Never Listen. The single voice of Madra Rua came again. He's 
trying to tell me something, thought Never Listen. There was no way to explain it, but Never Listen just knew that Madra Rua was communicating with him. He was trying to tell him something, and Never Listen was going to have to listen with all he had to understand. He didn't move, he just listened. The sound came again. This time, Neverlisten was sure that he understood it, and his body immediately began to tense up as his heart beat faster. The danger was real. He reached up with his sword and began to cut again at the rope as furiously as he could. Adventure or not, Neverlisten needed to get out of the rope trap and the tree. Again came the call of Madra Rua. Mahan is coming for you. Mahan never listened knew immediately what that meant. It meant bear in Gaelic. He had spent so many hours at play with his toy bears and foxes and knights and reenacted so many scenes. He had learned how to say their names in multiple languages. He knew that Mahan meant bear here in Scotland. And then it all came together. Madra Rua was telling Neverlisten that a bear was coming for him. His warnings were urgent. Neverlisten glanced up at the rope attached to his foot. He was only halfway through it. He had to keep at it with his sword. He didn't know how far away Mahan was, but he didn't have a moment to waste. I can do this, I'm halfway through, he thought to himself as encouragement. And then he heard something. Crack, crack, crack. Went the twigs and branches from below. Something was stepping on them, breaking them. Crack, 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 came the sound again. It was a sound that was growing closer. Never Listen could no longer move. He didn't want to make a sound. He froze and stared at the ground far below. Then he watched as an enormous brown bear paw stepped into view. Chapter four. At first, only a single paw was visible. Never listen, didn't breathe. He just stared down at the ground below, hoping that the paw would disappear. It did not. Instead, another one moved into place, and soon the top of a bear's head was visible. He was colossal. Never Listen was sure that the bear could stand up on his hind legs and swipe for him high up in the tree. A moment later, he could see the entire beast beneath him. 
The bear was breathtaking and graceful. He walked around the ground, carrying his weight with such ease and flow. Neverlisten was mesmerized watching him. He wondered what it would be like to be so enormous and have such power. Still, he couldn't breathe. He watched as the bear shuffled the leaves beneath him, as if he were looking for something. Then, the bear looked around a bit and sniffed the ground. He was onto a scent. Never listen knew it must be his scent. It wouldn't be long now before the bear looked up and spotted Never Listen. Never Listen knew that the bear was bigger, faster, and stronger than him. And he could climb trees. There would be no escape for Never Listen if he was spotted. The bear looked around, and at the exact moment that Never Listen was sure he would look up, there was a nearby cry of a fox. The bear stopped and turned his head in the direction of the cry and listened. He was distracted. The fox cry came again, this time from another direction. The bear quickly turned his head. Then again came another fox cry from another direction. The bear's head was jerking from side to side as he followed the cries, trying to figure out where the foxes were. It went on like this with fox cry after fox cry that seemed to come from everywhere. The bear would start off in one direction and then turn in another direction. He was confused. Suddenly, as quickly as the fox cries had started, they stopped and it was silent. Oh no, please don't stop, thought Neverlisten, who was just beginning to feel hope. The bear was befuddled and looking in every direction. Every direction but up. And Neverlisten was so grateful for that. It was silent for a few moments. No fox cries, no movement from the bear and no breathing from never listen. Those few moments felt like hours to never listen. And then, just when never listen thought he couldn't wait another second, there was a fox cry. It was loud and nearby, and it kept coming. It was coming from only one direction. The bear turned in the direction of the cry and he bolted so quickly that Neverlisten didn't even see him leaving. He was gone. Neverlisten didn't move a muscle. He was too scared. He wanted to make sure that the bear was far, far away. Then he heard a rustling sound a rustling sound that was coming closer. Never listen felt a little bead of sweat form on his head. 
He turned and stared at the branches of the tree above him because he couldn't bear to watch the bear return to the clearing beneath him. As he turned, the bead of sweat from his head fell to the ground below and landed on a black nose. Never listen. It's me, Madra Rua. You must come down now and hurry. We don't have much time. Neverlisten couldn't believe it. His face lit up in delight. He pulled out his sword, and with all his might, he took one final whack at the rope above him, cutting right through it with one fell swoop. Neverlisten plunged to the ground below and landed on his bum, the softest landing he could hope for. You did it, said Madra Rua proudly. Never listen reached to put Madra Rua on his head, but instead, Madra Rua stretched out into the beautiful fox he was and said, Hop on, now it is my time to carry you. Never listen swung one of his wellies over Madra Rua, and as soon as he was firmly seated, the small fox ran like the wind. He ran across Isla, straight towards the soldier's rock. It was jutting from the water and lit up by the moon. As they sped across their route, they heard cries from the other foxes all along the way, cheering them on. Madra Rua told Neverlisten that when he fell, he was taken away by his fox relatives. They came from near and far and took him to safety. When he explained what had happened, they devised a plan to save Never Listen from the hunter's trap in the woods. They confused and distracted the almighty bear that was on Never Listen's scent. Madra Rua's relatives had risked their lives to help save Never Listen. Never Listen listened closely in awe and felt extreme gratitude for Madra Rua. He had never realized what a gift he was and how alive he was. Once they reached the cliff that looked out to Soldier's Rock, Madra Rua came to a stop. He turned to never listen. My fox family told me how to take us back. Do you trust them? Without hesitation, never listen said, I do, I do. Then hold on tight. All your might. Never listen leaned into Madra Rua and held tight with all his might as Madra Rua took a running leap off the cliff. Almost any other goop would have closed their eyes in sheer terror, but Never listen kept his eyes wide open. He wanted to experience every moment of this wild ride. Over Soldier's Rock they flew, and as they did, Neverlisten looked down at the incredible view and thought how formidable this rock must have been to nefarious intruders. Soon, the only thing that Neverlisten saw below was the vast Atlantic Ocean that stretched on with no borders.
They flew through the night and passed Orion and the Big Dipper. Neverlisten kept his eyes open the entire time. When morning came, they landed back on the edge of the forest where they had gone to meet Mimicfina and Copycata. The second they landed, Madra Rua curled himself up and on to Neverlisten's head without a sound. Neverlisten felt the top of his head and gave it a pat. It happened, he said to himself. Then he set off to find Mimicfina and Copycata and tell them all about Isla, but they were nowhere to be found. They were facing down a macaw parrot in the New York City Zoo, but that is a tale for another time. If you have an idea for a goop that you want to share with me, just ask a grown-up to help you send it on over. To send your idea through a voice message, visit gooptales.com, and on the right side of the screen, you're going to see a green button that reads, leave a 90-second voice message for Maria. If you send in a message, not only will you probably get a response from me because I listen to every single one, but if we end up choosing your goop for a story, we might even play your voice message on the podcast. Would you like to hear your voice on Goop Tales? If you're curious to see the cover drawing for this story and the photos that go with it, visit gooptales.com forward slash episode 8989. I would love to see your drawing as well. If you're feeling creative, draw a picture of Never Listen and make sure and include his fox hat and ask a grown-up to tag us on it in social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Gooptails. Now I want to take a moment and give a shout out to so many of you who have written in or left me a voicemail. So thank you to Luke, Micah, Nina, Sivi, Edlin, Zelda, Cosmo, Francesca, Lucia, Nathan, Amber, Gabriel, Gabriel and Darnley, Annika, Addie, and Jameson. I love all your names. They're also just different sounding and international. I love what a community Goop Tales is creating with these little listeners from all over the world. Thank you all for writing in and leaving a voice message. I love reading them and I love reading your comments and reviews. Thank you, thank you. Before I go, I am very curious to know what you thought of today's story. How did you like going on this trip to Isla? I had really a lot of fun creating this story and bringing Madra Rua to life and researching Isla. So if you are curious to find out more about the real place behind today's story, then don't miss the next Behind the Story episode. And this is also your opportunity to send in any questions that you want me to answer about this story or any other goop tales. I will answer them in behind the story. So please send them in and don't forget to subscribe so you get notified when that behind the story episode comes out. I will see you behind the story.